Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamblet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT 2.0, AW, AW Rampage, pay per views, bloody premium live events, interviews. We have uh, roundtable discussions as well, and a round of the week complete with a really good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet Sidgwick. Look ahead to Monday Night Raw. Uh, lots to discuss. Hamlets, and um, we are on the road to the Rumble. Yeah, um, WWE have kind of spawned their way in part to a pretty exciting Rumble card. The, like the announcement was quite interesting. The Mickey James stuff is quite interesting. None of it's particularly well earned, but the Rumble card is starting to shape up in quite, I don't know, in a uniquely WWE way. They just get away with it at this time of year. And I will say, in defense of them, Raw's been the pick of the bunch in terms of their offering of late. So when you look at like a big match night in terms of something else, they might set up as a bit of a Rumble curio. I'm not dreading it. I'm just not dreading Raw at the moment. How long can they keep that kind of streak alive? Because... I don't think I managed to say that once in 2020 and 2021. So they're off to a flyer in 2022. We uh, we said, I think last week on the Raw Review, uh, sort of as a result of saying, oh, this wasn't too bad, this Raw. Um, <laughs> I don't need any more from the Miz, Edge or anyone else surrounding that storyline. So uh, how long are we going to dedicate to that this week to ruin it? <laughs> oh, Christ <laughs> almighty. Christ almighty. Before we preview or I preview Raw, I would first like to give the warmest of happy birthday wishes. Yes, happy birthday from all of us. And indeed your loving and supporting wife to Corey Johnson. Happy birthday, Corey. Happy birthday. We've That's been told by your incredibly loving and supportive wife, Brittany, that you are such a fan, mm. such a mark, a fan <laughs> for the podcast <laughs> that you've gone to the lengths of purchasing Galaxy Chocolate oh. all the way from oh. today because we're so good at putting things over. And, and they are quote-unquote converts as well. And have I heard that Corey Johnson's the best teacher ever? <laughs> <laughs> 
apparently so, just to make it perfectly clear, there are no kids sliding in anyone's DMs. <laughs> yes. This is, this is from uh, the mouth of his <laughs> No kids. <laughs> his wife tells us this. Yes. So no, happy birthday to you, Corey. Um, you are... Happy, happy birthday, Corey. Sorry I went dark there for a second. In addition to what I assume is a plethora to use a great Taz word of gifts and love and more wishes, you're getting a 20 minutes of Cedric being incredibly bored <laughs> previewing this uh, Monday Night Raw show tonight. I'm not really into it, um, principally because they've told the story with Miz and Edge. And it was, I can't remember who pointed this out on Twitter, but someone's perfectly encapsulated how demented this storyline is because it, the premise is that Edge is talking about the Miz. You know what? You would be a great wrestler if you just kept your mouth shut. Would he? Because I've seen his matches. It's better <laughs> off cutting promos. That was not my take. I can't remember whose it was, but it was great. Um, but this Raw has got a match, right, where I'm thinking, I don't want a single one of you to win, which is not ideal, because it's not a singles match, it's a triple threat. There are three people I don't want to win who shouldn't win. There are three people who don't deserve to be in the match. Yeah, I was talking about this with, with Andy in the office earlier. We were talking, of course... Well, of... there's one who should win and does deserve to be in the match, but she's just wrestled the person she's going to be wrestling, <laughs> and it would be better at Mania. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about this earlier. We were talking, of course, of the number one contenders match to see who faces Becky Lynch at the Rumble. It's Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan versus... Dewdrop, who literally just lost a feud with Bianca Belair, if I'm not mistaken. Liv yeah. Morgan, who just lost a match with Becky Lynch, in their words, clean as a sheet, despite a fairly obvious high poke that the commentators just neglected to mention uh, whilst they're in the ropes and Becky Lynch being out of position so she couldn't use the ropes for leverage for the pinfall. Clean as a sheet against Liv Morgan. <laughs> so you'd assume Bianca Belair, but like you say, they've wrestled before and they will probably wrestle again at WrestleMania. So by process of elimination, that means we're getting a heel versus heel match. Is that what you're thinking, dude? Emerging victorious here. All of this is a complete and utter omni disaster. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. There's layers of idiocy to all of this. There's so many layers of idiocy. First of all, a Drap, she's got no claim to doing this. She was granted the championship opportunity by way of a triple threat match first because she asked for it despite having no real credibility in her argument. And it was just an excuse for Sonia Deville to like roll her eyes after the fact. Go, oh, Christ, God, she's off our uh, back. Well, I just have a, a win-loss ranking system so people can't ask for things when... Any... Moan their way into title yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's stupid that she's in it. Makes no storyline sense that she's in it. It retrospectively ruins what was something I didn't even care about in the first place. The Dewdrop versus Bianca Belair program, which spanned, what, a month and two stupid non-finishes after 15-minute matches. All of it means nothing. Mm -hmm. Stupid that she's in it. Liv Morgan has just lost twice on the bounce, right? If she was hard done by, accept this and say, right, okay, have another match. That in itself would be boring. She's lost twice, whether she got cheated out of it or not. She shouldn't be in the match, yeah? Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch should be the match because Bianca Belair having lost to Becky Lynch, has since won several matches, more so, I think, than any other Raw singles women. So she should be in it, but not yet. It's too soon after the program in which she failed to do it again, right? Those are three reasons why this triple threat match sucks. 
Here's one more. If in fact, as you predict, a Dujurep wins, what you're doing here is you are further baby-facing Becky Lynch because she's finally, if in fact Dewdrop wins, she's finally going to have a heel yes. to go up against, making the person who should be a face the de facto face in the storyline. What's going to happen when Becky Lynch works with Dewdrop? She's going to get cheered. And what's worse is she's going to be invited to get cheered and then if Bianca Belair wins the Royal Rumble, people are going to go, oh, well, I want to cheer for Becky Lynch now. I've quite enjoyed doing this. I've been allowed to do it at long last in SummerSlam. And it's just going to make Bianca Belair look uh, look like less of a baby face when she completes a big baby face comeback. If, in fact, Dewdrop wins and she's the only viable winner for now, this is so stupid. This company cannot book. It's atrocious. Happy birthday, Corey. <laughs> I mean, I can't really add much to that, can I? Like, if Beck, the hitman Lynch, cuts a promo before this match, it's going to be Bianca Belair, loser. Liv Morgan, loser. Dewdrop, loser. Shawn Michaels, a boy toy, loser. Like, they're all complete dorks. (laughs) (laughs) All all dorks in Becky Lynch's megastar orbit at this point. That was the the thing I was lingering on, that thing, that, like, point that Sajik made at the very end there. I think Dewdrop will win. Um, But they're not going to... Well, they'll try, but they'll fail to manufacture cheers out of nowhere for Dewdrop, who they've just turned heel, to turn babyface again as a de facto babyface to work against the heel, Becky Lynch. I believe that's how they'll try and do it. I believe they will also fail. The Royal Rumble's going to be in a stadium setting. The people are going to be extremely excited um, to see Becky Lynch, and they're not going to care about the weekly promos or the weekly build-up or whatever it is Becky Lynch says about their town. Like They're just not going to care. Um Becky Lynch is going to work, as she has done so far, majestically as a heel, to try and get the, the match over. And that might work too. I'm not... not. In, I said this about Dewdrop and Bianca Belair, and eventually they got that combination right. Um, Dewdrop's got loads of previous, loads of experience, and hasn't really yet worked with too many people. So in theory, these singles matches are fresh and interesting, but WWE can't book. We've covered this like extensively a million times in a million different angles so by the time you get to the combination you want to see you kind of had all the life drained out of it anyway or the dynamics don't make sense or the character alignments don't work or whatever if there's any way to have the match that people care about which is as Sidgwick pointed out Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch at Wrestlemania if there's any way to drag this entire thing out of the sludge I would suggest that because this is no disqualification Becky Lynch appears because it's WWE and of course she'll appear she'll either be on commentary or whatever and seems very focused on stopping Bianca Belair winning. She shows that she fears having to give her a straight one-on-one match at the Royal Rumble, does something theoretically to give her an easy night by costing Bianca Belair, but then Dewdrop wins, and the programme they go with is, well, you underestimated me, because you left the door open for me to beat Liv Morgan, and you shouldn't have done, because I'm a bigger threat. I'm somebody you actually need to worry about. You're worrying about the wrong person. Belair goes off and wins the Rumble, or, or whatever, finds a way to WrestleMania. But I would rather see Becky Lynch show a little bit of fear of the prospect of Belair getting back into the into the hot seat. That If you're going to try and like grab anything from this, that's what I'd do. And I would uh, have Liv Morgan attack backstage mysteriously, replace her in the match with Rhea Ripley and have Rhea Ripley win and then lose because Nikki ASH tries to get involved at the Rumble and then they can just get on with that bollocks as well. Well, when you mention that, it all makes previewing WWE te- television a complete <laughs> waste of time because they could theoretically do this. They probably will do this now. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's talk instead about the men's number one contender. That was decided last week. Bobby Lashley will be facing Brock Lesnar. This is a mouthwatering prospect uh, in the next few weeks, not only for these two Goliaths to go up against each other um, and, and do insane feats of strength, no doubt, in the build, uh, Hamfler, but also Paul Heyman versus MVP on promos. Yeah, um, if last week is anything to go by, this is one to get really excited about. Both of those elements, as you say. Um, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar is the dream match, literally, in Bobby Lashley's case. But in all of ours as well. Um, it's the sort of thing that you would have wanted at the time and we're finally getting now before it's too late, before either of them have started to age out of this incredible presence, this incredible aura that they've both still got in like just you know huge amounts as well. Um, MVP and Heyman, based on... Well, it wasn't even an exchange last week, was it? Heyman didn't want to be thought of as comparable to MVP. Mm-hmm. He tried to reduce him in order to try and elevate himself. So that promises, based on the detail that Heyman inserted in there, that promises some really good stuff between the two sides. Not least because SmackDown rather nicely handled the strained relationship still between Paul Heyman and uh, Roman Reigns and how that can bounce off. They can now keep that one on ice a little bit and get to the focus of this programme without betraying it, you know? You don't just have Heyman and Brock out here all hugging, all friends, everything is fine because they've quite nicely added a wrinkle for WrestleMania season over on SmackDown. I loved all of this last week, so I just want to continue to love it. And one of the things we've called for since the very first time it happened in 2018 is Bobby Lashley doing assault courses or assault course adjacent workouts. And this program is perfect for that. These men can do freakish things with their awesome physical strength. So I don't necessarily, you know how people always love the Brock and Rock gym montages. They're fine and they're great. Like if you want to see the Rock jump six steps in one vertical leap, (laughs) awesome. But these are even bigger more athletic monsters of men, and they can do even wilder things. So I want to see them out training in forests or beating up bears or whatever it is that they do to keep these bodies that they've got. Let's get really, really daft and really, really big because that's, well, that's what this dream match is all about. I was actually going to suggest this, that instead of, I wouldn't have them touch between now and the Rumble. I think the the match is sold and you just have two people talking their guys up whilst also, you know, as Heyman often brilliantly does, putting the other guy over as well. Get them to do the combine. You know what they do in NXT? I don't really know a great deal about it, but I know it's weird feats of strength, like you've mentioned, like how many tyres can you flip in one go or whatever. Do that sort of thing, because that's that's what I want from these two. They absolutely, and I, as good as Heyman, as much as Heyman was on form last week, and as much as the sample points out, MVP will want to do a little response there. I don't want to see about what, how many weeks until the Rumble? Two, three? We've got three rows, I think. I don't want to see three weeks worth of uh, shoot promos about how, you know, well, Lesnar, if you think about it, well, Lashley, if you think about it, it's kind of an imitation of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. It took him much longer to get the title. He didn't do as well in MMA. I don't want Paul Heyman to indulge in Paul Heyman's preferred method of storytelling, which is pow, pow, shoot season. All you're going to do if you go that route, and you do want to do this because Bobby Lashley's aura is so majestic at present, you don't want to invite an unfavorable comparison between the two men just for the sake of Paul Heyman, like echoing what people say on message boards and getting <laughs> over with the nerds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to see any of that. I want to see exactly what Michael Hamlet has just pitched here. I want to see them do basically world's strongest man competition. <laughs> I want to see glistening, sweaty, vascular bodies do things that unhinge my jaw 
And I want it done with the idea of they're flexing on each other. You build the anticipation of them touching by flexing on each other. Who's the better athlete? Who's the biggest freak between these two men? And I want to be, I just want to be absolutely stunned by that which these uh, two men are capable of. And then at the last week, to start a really, maybe they could do it in a way like they're laughing at each other and like they're piling around with each other and it's all a bit competitive and too friendly. You know, a bit where Angle got knocked out of frame with an elbow. Yeah. <laughs> well, he slaps on the back and he drinks some milk. Yeah. <laughs> Brock trying to do that with an element of competition gets a little bit too much. And then last year, just going, did you just try and push me over there? Because I didn't really get pushed over. <laughs> and then finally, week three boils over. And then that's when the referees swarm. Yeah. I'm excited love- about this. What am I doing to myself? <laughs> I, but, like, so you should be, man. Like, you'd be dead inside if you weren't awestruck by this. I love that, say, like, Raw's going to start, and let's say it's going to open with these four coming out, MVP and Paul Heyman included. But there's Lashley and there's Lesnar in Gorilla in Raw. I love the idea of Vince just looking up above that monitor for a second, peering up, and for the first time in, like, 15 years or something, going, like, just elbowing Bruce Pritchard, going, yeah, wrestling's back. You seen these two? Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? I was gonna say, where's it been? But he probably went, where's it fucking been? But like, he's, he's just he's wondering what the hell he's been watching, and he looks up. Ah, oh, cool. My business is back. Like this is this is what still makes sense to that weathered waxwork of a man. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. 
Uh, we've also got a uh, tag title match tonight, Sige. Uh, the Raw tag titles up for grabs. RK Bro defending against the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. Um, it feels like for the first time in, in forever, I've not written. Is this the night RK Bro split? So now that I haven't written that down, that's probably what's going to happen. But how do you see this one playing out? Well, you know what's funny? Is if you tell a long-term story, right? And you generate trust and investment in the fan base and you ask them to pay attention, you all but tell them, you're going to get a goddamn payoff to this. You're going to enjoy the actual journey in the meantime. You reap the rewards of people giving a goddamn single toss. I'm going to be watching this match, waiting for the miscommunication. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be waiting for the moment where Riddle does something that's ill-advised. I mean, I don't, I don't really care about Riddle, but in theory... He's going to do something ill-advised, but somewhat, in theory, heartbreaking. If he goes for the RKO, or if he goes for the Garvin stomp and gets rolled up, and Orton loses his head and drops him with an RKO, putting an end to RK, bro, and said, you're an idiot, we've just lost the titles, so we're going to the Royal Rumble separate ways, or whatever. I'm going to be watching every move, thinking something that is going to mean something could potentially happen here. Mm. That's what all storytelling should goddamn be. This idiotic company and its death throes that are also financially supported to an unprecedented level <laughs> have finally conspired to do. Mm. Like, there's actual drama, there's unpredictability. Dare I say, a level of emotion, if you can separate the art from the artist, they've done something halfway decent here. Just as long as it's not Chad Gable making a bid for no one, no one's buying that. No one's buying Jack yeah, Gable. It'd have to be Otis. It would have to be Otis. Um, if you can't get an electrifying near fall out of all the work you've done so far, you might be as incompetent as I say you are. And even at um, the most basic level, because they care, and we say this about like they only ever care about two or three characters or stories at once in a company where they theoretically should be 20, 30 on the go. Um because they care enough about RK Brewer, about the what's going on with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, they've built up the RKO and Otis as a thing. You know, that's that's sort of enough. Even if they were just sitting on the RK Brewer split for after the Royal Rumble and they were looking for a, a diversion until then uh, with them as tag team champions, even if Alpha Academy don't get it done, the RKO has been built to mean something. Otis, ah, I wasn't massively in favour just because it's so lazy of him like rolling over Riddle last week. It was just done with such ease. And I know Riddle can be beaten like a drum and it doesn't really matter. He's a, an idiot and he's going to stay over. He's Teflon now to their bad booking. But, so that was pretty lazy. But they've established Otis as Chad Gable's like powerhouse, his killer. He cannot be hit with this RKO. Every RK bro, I like them, but every RK bro match has an obvious and successful formula, which is Riddle takes an absolute pasting. Orton gets an improbably hot hot tag. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a one off. It's not a one off anymore. This like, isn't just the Saudi I, show, I, no. No, Riddle Morton himself reaching over for the Randy Orton tag generates this unbelievable response, and then inevitably you build up to them doing their combined moves and Randy Orton hitting the RKO. It's the thing he hasn't done against Otis yet. So even if you're just doing the basic stuff, you do it better when the characters are over and the story is well thought about. So like this, when we said at the start of the podcast, this is like a match I'm genuinely looking forward to. I think it'll be of a decent standard. I can't pick the winner because the stakes either way. Um, and even the most basic outcome will be a satisfying finish because of this mini tale they've told over the last three weeks. It's, it's, just, it's just decent. 
Like this is proper proper mid card dynamite stuff that we'd be giving them a pat on the back saying, yeah, this is what you expect. Like, but this is probably one of WWE's most solid things going. I think RK Bro retain here. Um, I I get that there is a danger to this. Um, I just can't, A, can't shake the disdain with which they hold Chad Gable despite literally everything he does in the wrestling ring every time he's in there. Uh, But also, I think you're right. I think the finish for me is uh, Riddle maybe goes for an RKO. Otis, like he did the last week, because I thought it was a wonderful spot, just picks him up and he's just holding up, uh, ready to drop him into some sort of slam position. But Orton recognises his partner's in trouble, comes in, maybe hits uh, Otis in the gut or, or something, or just leaps up and it's a double RKO to really unify that team and, and retain the tag task. Yeah, you RK bro to retain for usage? Um, I guess so, but... The fact that I'm hesitating is a good thing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, uh, what's next, uh, Hamlet, on Monday Night Raw for Austin and McMahon? Sorry, uh, I should, should clarify. Vince McMahon, Austin Theory, uh, I mean by that, of course. You should clarify, but you didn't in the bullets, did you? Because that got me thinking about them actually doing that payoff at the Rumble. <laughs> I said you were in the Royal Rumble. I didn't mean you. Glass mash. Winter Royal <laughs> Rumble goes to Texas, fights the world title at WrestleMania. Austin's back. Um, what if that was what the Austin Theory push was, was all because he shared the name with the guy they were actually bringing back as a surprise ticket seller? I don't know, but I know I want to watch because I cannot get enough. Um, I didn't think we'd be spoiled by the amount we get to look at Vince McMahon's face every week. And that tells me that... <laughs> you should see, Bobby, tell, tell him what you did over the weekend. We've got a WhatsApp group and he sent a message slagging off Vince McMahon in our WhatsApp group. And it was, he sent it, he didn't mean to send it to us, but it was so apropos of what we talk about every week, me and Apple. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does look like a, an old wrinkled turtle, doesn't he? Yeah, I've got like um, my friendship group, my core friendship group. There's some lapsed Fed fans. I thought, hang on, they might not know what Vince looks like. <laughs> You'll get a kick out of this, and then it's just a, a piss taking session for free. She's not paying for that. It's, it's, <laughs> that's that is great, right? Because then we're punching up here, so I don't care if we're image shaming a 75 year old man or not. Um, he has had work done that has given him the confidence to think, you know, what, I'm going to go back on telly. I know 15 years ago, I can't be on TV if I'm dead, pal. But now I've had some work. I'm feeling confident all over again. And he goes out looking like that. And we just get to look. And I feel so fortunate and great. You got something to, to look him. at when he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you got something to look at when you can hear what he's saying when he's talking here. Also, not only do we get to look at him, we get to look at him from multi angles because they have to shoot him with several <laughs> yeah. cameras and edit it because he can't remember sentences anymore. So there you a, go. A six, a six camera shoot just so at the end, Austin Theory can go, yeah, okay, job boss. See you next week. Loved it. Thanks so much. Thank the you for watching. Is, is so I can pitch to you, Michael Hamlet, a training montage with Vince McMahon and Austin Theory. Please, can we have that? <laughs> well, we've had a training montage with Vince McMahon chasing chickens before, haven't we? For the when he was in a Royal Rumble himself. That was great. So maybe, like that. maybe he does for Austin Theory what Shane did for Vince back then, and he puts him. Well, oh, you know what we'll get to see. Even like Cedric will appreciate this. You'll see Austin Theory working out in Vince's own gym, which is that like one in Titan Tower that's never changed with the 80s equipment and the neon strip lights going across the top. Yeah. The only thing, the only time that gym has ever changed is that to get the F out and knock the two F lines off. So you could see like these sort of broken W neon lights. But <laughs> obviously, 
obviously Vince loved those rustic machines because it's never changed. Let's get Austin Theory in there. Yes, let's do it. I like that. I, you could, uh, there's so much potential here. If he like, you know, Austin Theory's like, he's a bit thick, isn't he? You know, he comes in and he says, I'm oh, sorry, you're going to be in the Right. <laughs> so what if they're in the gym and in comes Austin Theory and he says, uh, oh, oh, boss, boss, I got, got you that juice that you asked for. He's got a big glass of orange juice. And he goes, I thought you'd get banana juice. Not fucking juice. <laughs> <laughs> Just stuff like that. Thoughts? I love that. It's great. <laughs> right. Uh, final question. Hospital pass coming your way, Michael Sidgwick. Uh, what, what can we expect tonight as Alexa <laughs> begins her journey back to Raw? <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's a small child. I don't think uh, birthday boy Corey Bronson's through teaching her just yet. <laughs> because she's playing a child. Is it going to be... Are they, they're not moving on, are they? I was really hoping they'd just get back to Alexa Bliss. I mean, you know, Alexa Bliss, former world champion, but no. Jesus Christ, aren't we best? Jesus Christ, it's Alexa <laughs> Bliss. Holy race. Well, Will Bond, tell Cedric uh, what you pitched for WrestleMania on the SmackDown review this morning. Oh, Michael Cedric. Um, we were talking on the, the SmackDown uh, review. Actually, to be fair, Michael Hampler pointed this out, that uh, Charlotte Flair's, uh, you know, she does the moonsault, lands on her feet, and then does the standing moonsault in the ring. Which she botches every time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got a lot of similarities, of course, to Alexa Bliss's one where she does the thing and then lands on her knees and the thing. So we're thinking, obviously, the history they've got. Last time I'm sure Alexa Bliss, she was taking an Alka-Seltzer because of uh, Lily dying and stuff. Um, <laughs> she likes the Charlotte Flair. So, Alexa Bliss is coming back. I know she's coming back, journey back to Raw, but she's eventually going to maybe win the Royal Rumble or some some magical way. I don't know if it's even possible for someone for Raw to go over and challenge for a SmackDown title. It's preposterous, I realise, as I say it out loud now, that they'd never let someone who's just on Monday Night Raw suddenly go over and fight for a world title. Uh, the Rumble, for example. Uh, but anyway, she comes back. Uh, she's going to challenge Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania. It is Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, WrestleMania 38. It's Woo versus Goo. I don't want to piss in your chest, but you did that in the office. Still good? Still funny? Half an hour before. <laughs> 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 What I absolutely well, I'm a, I'm one of them. What I absolutely love about that is that like you were happy enough that you're like, here lads, get this right. So I've missed that today, but you're like you, buzzing to get downstairs. Check this. Look, look at these two words I've just discovered. Rhyme. <laughs> so very quickly, since uh, we must bring this one to a close. Um, time limits, etc. <laughs> Before you lose any enthusiasm yeah. from the Raw. So you, Alexa Bliss begins her journey back to Raw. Here's genuinely genuinely how I think it's going to happen. They're going to like pretend that she's absolutely fine and she's going to say something to the effect of, you know, I got distracted from being a competitor. Was that the verbiage yeah, used last like time? Mm. I think I'm coming back to be a competitor to compete for the Raw Women's title. It's going to be all very straight-faced and Little Miss Bliss is back and it's going to do the... <laughs> At the end, it's going to be like... You know, like the really creepy kids music and she's going to like... Go, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> She doesn't know she's still getting groomed <laughs> <laughs> by the fiend. By the fiend himself. Yes. <laughs> so she got Jim Ross on the call like with Raven, but the fiend doesn't even work here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any pitches, pamphlet? For Who the hell hired Bray Wyatt back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing that can top that. 
I like the idea of her being on her way back and maybe she's she's recovering and uh, and she gets a, a nice package from from some of her mates Nikki ash for example uh for the, glad, glad to see her on the mend on her way back so say she only had one other that was Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, she says uh, oh, um I don't know why she's got in the locker room she's not there yet but wherever she is she's back at home let's say training or whatever knock at the door and uh it's guess who it is Michael Sidgwick, you know it is. It's the bloody florist. And here he is. And he's got a big bunch of flowers for her in there. And there's, 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 there's roses and there's uh, daffodils. And you know what else there is? Lilies. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me at Emma's <laughs> I loved, I loved the force of Wilborn there because Wilborn could feel that one going off a cliff and he went. <laughs> the thing is, like, normally that'd be like oh, it's a bit of a desperation, a bit of a clutch move. But me going is completely within the realms of possibility for another explicit return. So I'll take it. Let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Well, actually, yeah, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at, as he said, Edward Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, the SmackDown review, the AW Rampage, and Battle of the Belts review. Uh, they're both available right now. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, our review of this show will be in your feed as soon as it's released tomorrow. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review review if you haven't done so already. Suggesting something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review instead of a god-awful Monday Night Raw segment. You can even email them to me if you uh, haven't got access or aren't on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it. Adam.Wilborn at whatculture.com. Calm. But this has been the Raw Preview. Once again, happy birthday to Corey Johnson from his wonderful missus, Brittany, uh, from all of us here. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. This has been the Raw Preview. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.